Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Champ Talk. I am here once again with the one and only Andrew Pierce. What up, brother? Yes. What is up, man? Living the dream, you know? You know, Merry Christmas, man. Yeah, Merry Christmas to all of you listening. Or Happy Hanukkah, whatever. Whatever you may celebrate. Uh, last week was a tough game. Tough. Very tough game. Um, we went to Pittsburgh and we lost 17-10. Uh, we had 14 penalties for like a hundred and, geez, odd number of yards. I don't even know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure eight pre-snap Eight of them penalties. pre-snap. Yeah. That's tough. That's fucking embarrassing. So if there was anything positive you could take away from that game, if anything, what what would you say was a positive? Well, you know, that's a tough question, Chris. I mean, watching that game, maybe, uh, you know, here's a little hot take for you. I'm taking nothing positive from that game. Nothing, yeah. Yeah, I okay. was just... Blown away, ten points yeah. by the offense, a fucking tight end rushing for a hundred yards on us. Yep. Uh, you know we looked not ready to play. You know, like you said, fourteen penalties, eight pre-snap. <clears throat> That's fucking embarrassing. Um, I don't know. It just looked like, you know, we lost last week in Miami, and you're thinking, right? And we come back this week and prove ourselves yep. on the road. Yeah. We beat the Steelers this week because that's what the Patriots do. Yep. And, and then we put up ten points yep. and we get embarrassed. They so didn't do I'm it. not. T- I don't have any good takeaways for you, to be honest. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I will say this though. We we have five losses, but looking forward, those, I I would say like three to four. of Those losses are very coachable. Like they're on us. Like yeah, the Miami game is on us. Yeah. Last week was on us. Tennessee and Detroit. Those are games we kind of just got smashed. Yeah. And then our, and then our game in. Jacksonville, we didn't have Julian Edelman for, so that was like a key part. We didn't have Josh Gordon at the time, which Josh Gordon we'll get to later because that was a, yeah, a bomb job on our defense. Yeah. But if there was any positive I could take away from from last week, it would be a positive by witnessing a negative. Okay. And that was wow. get James White the football. That's deep. Because listen, I'm just going to go through this these 10 games. Right here. So week one, he gets 14 touches, a win. Week two, he gets 12 touches. That's a loss. Week three, seven touches, a loss. Week four, 18 touches, win. 16 touches, win. 13 touches, win. 21 touches, win. 21 touches, win. 19 touches, win. Then you go back to nine touches where we lose. 14 and 15 touches, win, win. And then eight touches. And then last week with nine touches. Wow. And we lose. We're 9-1 and one when James White gets the ball 12 times or more, with the exception of that game in, I think it was Detroit, where he got 12 touches and we lost. But, I mean, now, like I said, we'll get into it later with, you know, Josh Gordon leaving the team. Now you have to run the offense through James White, in my eyes. And, that, and to me, that opens everything else up, like downfield. Yeah. So... The one positive I took away was just noticing, like, hey, like, I what, like, you know, I'm thinking, like, why are they not getting James White involved? And it was like, I'm trying to think. They're like, oh, we got Rex Burkhead back. And I don't understand why, like, they feel a need to, like, keep playing Burkhead. Like, Burkhead's a great blocker. So, like, if you want to do, like, maybe, like, a play action or something, like, put him back there, you know, to, you know, get a chip block in or something. But for majority of the downs, if you're not running the football with Sony Michelle, Dude, throw James White in there. Like, See, the only thing is, is like, so my thing is, is like, I don't believe in three running backs. 
I don't think that's a way to run your offense. You believe in you, you believe in like a, you need two backs. Yeah. Okay. okay so yeah. our issue is we have a running back, yep. Sony Michelle. We have a passing back, James White, uh-huh. and then we have a balanced back, Rex Burkhead, that can run the ball through the tackles or you can catch the football. Yep. Right. So that's why we play Rex Burkhead yep. because he leaves the defense guessing. But you can't have three guys, uh-huh. right? Because you're taking away from James White's touches because you mm-hmm. have to run the ball with Sony Michelle. So I believe you just need Sony Michelle to catch the fucking football and run between the tackles. Yep. So you can just not yeah. use Rex Burkhead and you have a guy to keep defenses guessing. And mm-hmm. then you put James White on the field. You show your balls and say, we're passing the football and you're not going to stop us. Yep. But using three backs is exactly what you're talking That's what's eating up James uh, James White's touches. Yeah. Because you're, you're trying to disguise things with Rex Burkhead and I get it. I get it. But I don't believe in three backs. It's interesting you said that because I'll add on to this like. I was trying to, you know, think about, you know, what the Patriots are going to do moving forward offensively. And, you know, we saw Cordell Patterson for a little bit in the backfield. And I actually liked the way he played. Yeah, Very yeah, downhill. Yeah. So, I I agree with the, the, the two backs is the way to go. But I also think, like, come playoff times, like, I think you might see, like, some crazy-ass formations with Cordell Patterson in the backfield. You know, James White out there as well, too. Yeah. Um, so that, too, because, I mean, Cordell Patterson in the backfield, I think, is a lot more deadly than he is when yeah. he's just playing, you know, Well, when he's just running routes, he's not really a great route runner. Yeah. He's not, like, he just has that speed and, yeah. you know, so, and he's a big guy, so it makes him have that yeah. power, but. Yeah, I agree. Another, there wasn't, I mean, there was another positive I could take away from last week's game is the defense didn't play too bad. Yeah, letting two, up two interceptions. I mean, you got to yeah. convert on those. Yeah, and letting up seventeen. Yeah, you know, letting up seventeen. The NFL is a great number. Yeah, if you're letting up under twenty points. Yeah, you should win ball yep. games. You yep. should win ball. If games. you told me we went in there, we intercepted Ben Roethlisberger twice and held them to seventeen points, I would for sure say we won that game. But yeah, uh, it was yeah. just it's it's been from a week to week basis. Our offense will show up and our defense won't, and then our defense will show up and then our offense won't. So it's just. It's been very inconsistent, but moving forward, those are all, like, it's been all coachable things. And I've been hearing a lot about, like, it being a big personnel issue where I don't really, I still don't really think it's, like, a major, like, personnel issue. Like, I think, like, across the board, offensively and defensively, we're balanced enough where we can manage ourselves, you know, to a point where we can be successful, so. Yeah. I just think it has to do with coaching. And, uh, you know, after last week, Josh McDaniels came out and said, he's like, hey, those last two games, he's like, those final drives, he's like, you can put that on me. He's like, I haven't been doing a great job of, you know, play calling, which I agree because, like, sometimes they've been running plays. I'm like, why are you running this play yeah. in this certain situation? Another so. thing, too, is, like, even that, like, final drive against the Steelers, I know Brady's chucking the ball from 25, 30 out, and he's kind of airmailing them over Gronk's head. But, like, mm-hmm. why wasn't Josh Gordon on the field? Yeah. That's what confuses me. I know. Me. I agree. Like, I get it. Maybe they put like, Patterson out yeah, there like, I, I mean, like, I would have your guy that can jump the highest Dude, some some bully someone. I forget there. who it was. Someone tweeted something this past week, and they were like, uh, with Josh Gordon leaving, you know, we found out the news on, on Thursday. Um, someone said, like, that last play uh, of putting Coyle Patterson out there instead of Josh Gordon – they were like, oh, yeah, well, the Patriots saw, you know, Josh Gordon leaving coming. That's why they had Patterson out there, you know, the last play instead of 
Josh, it's like, dude, Josh Gordon played ninety five percent of the snaps that game. Like, no, that 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 doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's who. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I read that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, that you're, you know, Mm -hmm. that is totally wrong. Um, But you know what? Since we're talking about Josh Gordon, let's get into it. That's very, very sad news. I mean, it sucks. Um, He was honestly. Over exceeded my expectations of what he was going to do a mile. with this team. I, I thought mean, he was going to be gone after three weeks. Everyone, everyone said he was a great, great teammate, great player. I mean, other than missing, you know, a bus to a game or whatever once, he was just an amazing person to be around. Um, I show you, I just showed you before we got on this podcast. Julian Edelman changed his Twitter profile picture to Josh Gordon's yeah, jersey, so cool. which I think is awesome, and that goes to show you how much these players in this organization respected who Josh Gordon was, what he brought to the table for this team. Um, but I just have a problem with those people out there saying, you know, you should have saw this coming. You know, why do we, you know, why do we do this? Blah, 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 this, that. And I just want to say, you know, if, well, first of all, he has a problem with addiction and yeah, you mental know, substance health is a, abuse. It's a real thing. And that, yeah, that's nothing, thing. you know, to take lightly. And, you know, I feel for the guy. I have always, always, always been a Josh Gordon fan. Like, even when he was in, in Cleveland, I would say, like, you know, I you know, I wish he, you know, could come on the Patriots and see what he would do here with, like, a legitimate coaching staff, a, a great quarterback, just a good organization to be around. Um, but I just – I have such a problem when people say how the Patriots, you know, messed up with this whole entire thing. And they're like, oh, why did – you know, why did they do it or whatever? First of all, very low risk of getting. We gave up a fifth round pick, yeah, okay, yeah. and we were compensated with the seventh round pick if it didn't work out. I th- I don't think we're getting the seventh we don't round know. pick. Yeah, he played ten weeks. because he played ten, 10 weeks. weeks. Yeah. yeah, so we don't get so we don't get it back. But it's like it, you know, it is what it is. And I want to add on to that. If Josh Gordon had stayed with the team, and he went on, you know, to have a great playoff run, and maybe if he potentially, you know, you know had a huge game in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. people would be like, oh, Bill Belichick's a genius. But now they're looking at Bill Belichick like an idiot for doing the trade. And it was such a it was such a low-risk, high-reward trade on our part where I just have a problem with people talking shit about it. Yeah, no, I'm uh, – so my, my two biggest takeaways is, uh, you know, Josh Gordon has some mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, he suffers from addiction and whatever else he does in the mental health uh, field. And that's like – when people are going after him for that, that's just uh, that's wrong in yeah. every which way. He has mental health issues, and he has to, that's first for him. So, like, take care of that, man. You're yeah. a human before uh, a football player and some and people's entertainment. Yep. Um, secondly, the only thing I hate about it is go get me Golden Tate at the tra- trade deadline yeah. for a third pick or Demarius Thomas for a fourth pick, fourth yeah. round pick, even though he's a little soft. I'm not a big Demarius Thomas fan. <clears throat> but either of those two guys, I think, would have panned out just as well as Josh Gordon for us or better and would have finished the season. So yeah. I think the risk with Gordon was, you know, it was okay taking the risk, but – yeah. Ah, man, just him not making it just kind of hurts us. Yeah, where, no, I, hurts. where I think back when we made the trade, it's almost like, why don't you go after one of those other guys? And I yep. just, that's where, that's where I only get questions about it. I have nothing against Josh Gordon, like I said, like, go take care of yourself, man. But yeah. I wish as, like, Bill as a GM was willing to give up a little more 
to go get a guy. But, he, you know, for what he did in the 10 weeks, I was pleased. See, with – I agree with that. Like, during the trade deadline, if we got to Marys Thomas or uh, Golden Tate uh, at the trade deadline, it would have been nice because that could have moved Cordell Patterson to more of, like, a position where he's very good at, which is, you know, returning kicks and mm-hmm. being, like, a, yeah. you know, a special teamer. Instead of having him, you know, try to be – you know, outside the numbers where they could have put Demarius Thomas or Golden Tate or someone else. Um, but, I mean, I do, like I said earlier, I do like Cordell Patterson's expandability on the offense, putting him in running back, whatever. That That's all cool and stuff. But, I mean, yeah, it just it sucks not only like that he's leaving uh, for, you know, what happened, but it's just it sucks because he was so productive. Like, he was the most productive. Yeah. Play, uh, outside of Jay, outside yeah. of James White, he was n- the most productive uh, wideout we had. Um, but you know, Patriots addressed it; they got to move on. You know, it's a it is a business; it happens. I just really hope you know Josh Gordon, you know, does whatever he can do to get back on track. I mean, the guy has has a has a kid, or multi- I don't know if he has multiple kids or whatever. He's got a family, so. That comes first. Football is a very small part of his life, so uh, he just he just has to get everything on track, and I I wish the best for him. So, I I, yeah, I was very happy, you know, with what he did with yeah, this organization. Yeah. I think another thing too is like, it's almost like I don't know if it's gonna be an advantage for us, but like if you go back throughout the year and look at our so like a lot of teams when you're playing teams, you look at analytics percentages, yep. what formations are on the field, who what's the personnel. For the last 10 weeks, people just saw Josh Gordon on the field. Our analytic, everything that pe- people are going to have on us with these formations is now going to be different. Uh-huh. So I do think at some point, it's gonna, it plays a little advantage where our numbers might be skewed. Like, oh, Josh Gordon packages are gone. What are the new packages? And yeah, we've been practicing pra- packages with Josh Gordon, but we've been able to adapt year in and year out. Mm-hmm. Gronk's injury in the middle of the year, Edelman's injuries, we've been able to bring out different packages, different uh, creative ideas. And I think that will be another factor is uh, playing and preparing new packages without Josh Gordon. So I think they'll put a little advantage for us. I I think that's that's awesome because I, I agree with that and I was going to say something about that. I was going to talk about moving forward, you know, without Josh Gordon. I think you're going to see a lot more like Brady to Edelman, Brady to Hogan. you see Dorsett back Dorsett on the out field. there, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, Hopefully we get Gronk in the mix. I think Gronk. I don't know what what's going on with him. Gronk is, looks like yeah. a machine, a uh, car with too many miles. Yeah, on him, man. He, he is putting around. Even he like is. even like that last throw, that Steelers game, that like airmailed over his head. Like this mm-hmm. dude, I don't even think got two inches off the ground when yeah. he like attempted to do like a little flaring yeah. jump for it. Like yeah, I was just mind blown by that. He I just he looks he looks like mentally drained, like just exhausted, but. Well, did you see those hits he was taking in the oh, yeah. Miami game? Yeah, like, he just takes. That's what I'm saying. He gets fucking crushed, bro. Yeah. Like your body has to get exhausted. It's because he point, can't. Be, you know, he can't be just taken down. Like yeah, if gotta, I'm, dude, if I'm him though, as soon as I catch a pass, I'm getting as many yards as I can without getting hit. So you got safeties coming in, like seeing the pass, and they're coming in at fucking 200 miles per hour and blowing out his knees. So yeah. like, that's tough. That's also true. Yeah. So that that's I mean like. True. Doesn't have a lot of time there. Doesn't have a lot of time. So. But moving forward, though, I think we're gonna see a lot more of the Brady that we know, like those 
seven to eight yard passes through the middle. Oh yeah, and then gonna... and then like after five plays, one up the seam to Gronk. Then we'll get it going with a couple runs in there. Like I think you're going to be seeing a way more balanced offense. Um, and I'm not saying Josh Gordon took away from that. I mean he only added, you know, another lethal weapon to the offense, but. Um, we just got to change our game plan. Yeah. Now, what, now we, like we, we don't have that guy to go down the side yeah, or like without him now, like that's like one less guy. I think McDaniel's has to look for in the playbook to you know get things going with. So, I mean, we've been we have been very successful, you know, the past five years with the the Brady Gronk and Edelman trio. So yeah, yeah. I just I hope. You know, we start seeing more of that, you know, come playoff time. Like this week, this week is a huge game. You yeah, know, I mean, it's it, not only it's not only a huge game to come off of a two two game losing streak, but it's also you win, you're the AFC East champions for the tenth year in a row. You win, you're in the playoffs. If you can win like by a lot, by a wide margin, that'll just go to show you that you know, with all the distractions this week, you know, about Gordon leaving and two-game losing streak, you know, is, is is Brady playing with an injury? You know, Gronk doesn't look himself. Uh, people thinking Edelman has something wrong with, with his foot again. Um, Edelman had a couple this'll of big This will be a, a big of, game. Yeah, back oh, to yeah, back exactly. that, was, that drop. That was another thing where, where it goes back to we beat ourselves is 14 penalties, eight pre-snap, four, cru- like, crucial drops for mm-hmm. first downs. I mean... It's just stuff you don't normally see yeah. from, from this Patriots team. So hopefully we can tidy up those things uh, for this week going forward because we we have a huge game ahead of us um, against the Bills. Yeah, this is a game where I just think, like, people, I mean, for us, like the crazy thing is, is, like, Pat's in December. Mm-hmm. We're in Foxborough. Yep. Or we're playing the AFC East. Yep. What have we done in the last 18 years to that? Yeah. We fucking spank that team. We do. That's what makes me nervous about we this do. week. Because is this the week you see You see an end of an era? Is this the week you see, like, is this not, is not an end of an era, <coughs> but do you see the decline happening where we lose in Foxborough to an AFC East team in December? I just there, there's yeah. so much on the line in this yeah, game, and I even agree. not just that. I mean, like playoff seedings, uh, clinching the AFC East. But I think this game is not a, a game that we take lightly, and I think uh, this one means probably the most this year. In yeah. my, there's a lot on the table in this I, game. I think every game moving forward is the biggest game of the year, and that's like you know that's how it should that's be. You know what deep I mean? Yeah, shit. it is. Yeah, right. It is yeah. really. Yeah. No, it is because you know we're nine and five. We haven't lost. Five games Since two, in 2009. 2000, 2009? Yeah. Is that when it was? Yeah. yeah. I, and we haven't lost back to back in December since 2002. Yeah. Which, which we didn't make the playoffs that year. Um, within the next two years, we went back to back Super World Champions because. No big deal. You know, we bounced back yeah, like yeah. that. So hopefully we can, you know, bounce back this week, get another Super Bowl run going. Um, but moving, like, I, I get the Patriots in 9 and 5. You know, we haven't been in the in this position for a while. But to me, like, not just being, like, obviously, because I am a biased Patriots fan, like, I, I want him to do well. But the AFC is as wide open as I've ever seen it. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of like, teams, I know that, that, I know, that could take Like, it. I know the Chiefs are up there, but, you know, with them losing Kareem Hunt, that, c- that brings them back down to, like, you know. Earth. Yeah. Yeah. It does, for sure. Because with Kareem Hunt, it's like, you look at, you know, the way things are panning out right now, it's like, damn, like, 
going into Arrowhead. They would have beat the Chargers if they had yeah, exact Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, th- like that, you know, usually they don't lose an Arrowhead, and they lost an Arrowhead to, to the Chargers. The Chargers do look good. And it's so wide open. The Chargers are 11-3, and and they're a wild card team. Yeah. Like, that's, that's wild. That's and the crazy, crazy thing, too, is like, a team that where I don't think people can sleep on is um, the Texans. Yeah, the Texans they're are fucking, yeah, they're Texans rolling, are good. man. Yeah. And like Deshaun Watson, yeah, is awesome. that's a good defense. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins is, in my opinion, fucking unbelievable. In my opinion, I think DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver. Yeah, he's he's up there. And if not, he's like top two oh, or three he's top, at least. He's definitely yeah. top three. Yeah, because I can't disrespect Antonio Brown or Julio Jones, but. I yeah, dude. I, from what I've from what I've seen from him this year, dude, he catches everything. Doesn't even make sense. It's like holy shit, dude! Like yeah. that catch he had last week yeah. against the um, Jets, dude? dude. He like rolled his ankle or whatever on it, and there was a fucking like pass interference, a holding yeah. call, on it, and, and he dude still, still catches it, it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like he makes these crazy, crazy catches. So I, to me, yeah. I mean, even with the NFC, NFC just barely. I mean, the Saints just barely won last week. Yeah, barely won their game. You know, the Rams just lost the Eagles, dude. They're looking... Rams just lost the Eagles, so it is a a super wide-open playoff picture, and I do think home field advantage is going to matter in these playoffs since it's so wide open, but, I mean, there are going to be some upsets for sure. I think uh, what everyone thinks their Super Bowl predictions were at the beginning of the year, I dude, you could see some totally... I mean, hey. Hey, Rams, Pats. Oh, we know. Still here, Dude, man. For all I'm still we know, alive. for all we know, we could see the fucking Chargers playing the Bears in the Super Bowl because I yeah. think the Bears are legit. That defense is scary. Yeah, that defense is scary, and they have enough offensive threats for Mitch Trubisky to just say, "Hey, do not lose this game for us. Just manage the game, yeah. and our defense will do the rest." So, I just—it's super wide open. It's super, super wide open. Um, another thing I want to get into though is a lot of people. Have been talking about um, a decline in Brady, and you know maybe saying he's working through an MCL injury. Uh, I'd like to think otherwise because on and uh, NBC Boston Sports they showed a little bit of footage from Wednesday's practice where it was, dude. It was fucking freezing on Wednesday. Oh, dude, so Tom was cool. running around, hopping around, yeah. dude, laughing. Yeah. Looked like he was in good spirits. Looked like he was 30. So that to me right there, him him being like that, that goes to show me like Monday, from what I heard, they had a very hard coaching day on Monday. Like they got told, you know, shit they got to work on. But with him expressing himself like that on Wednesday goes to show me like, hey, these are things that, you know, we can fix. Like we yeah. lost these games. We lost we're these games. We're okay. Yeah, we we're weren't okay. beat. Yeah, we're okay. Um, obviously, Brady can't play forever. So he wants to play until he's, what, 45? 45. So that gives us three more years. Three more years after this year or four more years. Because he's 41 he now. 41 this year? Yeah, he's 41 That's this year. Four, we'll four more four, years. We'll say four yeah, more four years. more years. So, four more years, who do you think is going to be quarterback of the New England Patriots? Uh, it's tough, man. Yeah, I, I think, like, so there's, think, there's two ways to go about this. I mean, like, you could look at, like, a guy like – so, like, I think Josh – Let me – let me uh, let me rephrase that. Who do you think will be and who do you want to be? I want Will Greer from West Virginia – 
Do you? To be our starting quarterback. Yeah? Yeah. Is he good? <laughs> I don't watch slings, college. So I don't watch college football. And Bill's actually a big West Virginia guy. Okay. So, like, he has, uh, he has some inside knowledge of West Virginia, and I feel like that's going to be their guy they're going to go after. Yep. Um, I would like Tua, like I, I've said on a yeah. previous podcast, yep. but Tua is unrealistic, I think. Okay. Uh, Will Greer is realistic. Um, I also think we could see a guy like uh, Mariota or something coming in here. Uh, McDaniel's is a big moving passer yeah. guy, so like he, he likes, wanted to draft exact, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah, so he wants to move the pocket. Yeah, he wants to Expand run play it. action. Yeah. So like that does take a lot away from a coach's offense when you have a pocket passer. So I do think their next quarterback will be a little more mobile. But I think um, you know Mariota again, a guy like that, or I would love to see Will Greer yep. as a pat. So. Okay. That would be the road I would go. But. Uh, so I think it's going to be someone we draft. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who that is four years down the line. Or it could be someone we draft this year and yeah. then, you know, work them up. Who do I want, though? I'm a big Baker Mayfield guy. Oh, man. I yeah, would he's, love, never, he's never moving. I would love. That's the pick of the draft, see, man. I'm telling you, Baker is a star. I would player. love to see Baker Mayfield oh, in man. a Patriots jersey. Dude, just the way he goes about his shit. His swagger, his, yeah. his confidence. Like, dude, he just how he handles care. himself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. He's the first person I've ever seen come into the league, like, year one, and basically, you know, write the script for himself. Whereas, like, when people try to talk to him or, you know, like, bring things upon him. Like, dude, he just does it his own way, his certain way. No. And, dude, this year, it's worked. Like, it hasn't been, like, all stupid rookie, like, rookie, you know. Yeah, they it's be, worked. They would probably be at, like, nine wins. If they, if they yeah. had a kicker, yeah. could make, they would have beat the Saints yep. earlier in the year. They would have beat the Steelers. So, I'm just. And if, if, they had him, if they had him starting week one, they had a new head coach and a different kicker, they could easily have nine wins. Yeah. I agree. And I, oh man, dude, seeing just the way he gets fired up just reminds me of how Brady is before he yeah, like he's just a mental. I like, loved Baker in college. Yeah. Like, I wanted him so bad. Me too. And me too. When the, the mock draft, so in the mock draft originally they had him they had mocked, him at, at the page. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like so late like, in the first exactly. round. Exactly. And then like he just climbed the mock yeah. draft, man. And like. Yep. Good for Cleveland, I guess. Like I'm rooting for Cleveland to be good, but like, damn, did I want Baker Mayfield? Me too. Anything in the world. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. Although, you talked about drafting. What is it? Will Greer. Will Greer. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Uh, Oklahoma quarterback Kyle just Murray. won the Heisman. Yeah, he fucks, dude. He's, yeah, he's good too. He's fast as fuck. Yeah. My only concern about him is his arm. Like he has a good college arm, mm-hmm. throws the ball well, but. I think he's kind of like uh, he's a run first quarterback, and yep. that doesn't work in the NFL. I'm really against run first guys. I think you need to you read your options first, and then use your legs. Well, that's where the NFL is going. Well, that but, because after after Rogers, Brady, and and uh, Breeze retire, like the yeah, NFL but, is just going to be running quarterbacks. Yeah, running quarterbacks, but are they run first guys? Like Mark, like Baker Mayfield is not a run first. Yeah, quarterback, yeah, I agree. But can run. Can't. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, he can move can, the yeah. pocket. Yeah. But, like, if you look at – so, like, a guy that I don't think – I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to work in the league. You don't? I, I don't. He's so run first that it's going to hurt He's going to get hurt. It's going to – yeah. So, like, you Michael can't Vick, Michael Vick's talked to him about it, too. Yeah. He said, gotta, hey, like – Dude, you got to learn He's like, hey, manage to, yourself. Yeah. And, like, people call Brady a pussy for selling out sometimes, but, like – 
Yeah. It's smarter than ever. Yeah. You you can't get hit by these linebackers yeah. coming in at full yeah. speed or these linemen that are 300 yeah. fucking pounds yeah. landing on your throwing shoulder. So this is what I think some teams miss is like they're fascinated by these kids in college because they can sling all over college teams, right? And then you see them use their legs and it's incredible. Yeah. But then you get to the NFL – it's harder to read defenses. There's more schemes. Yeah. It's hard. You're playing against better competition, and then they. It's quicker. Yeah. So they're going first option. It's not there. I'm running the football. It doesn't work in the Scott league. Zolak brought up a good point the other day. I, I love their shows. Zolak and Bernard. Oh yeah, the yeah. daytime they, show. Yeah, they yeah, have yeah, a great show. show. I love yeah. them. And Zolak brought up a point about what you were just talking about. How college quarterbacks now, like games are like 60s and the 50s, and like yeah, they just quarterbacks s- just slinging it, and Zolak was like, yeah, that's that's good and all. Like, you know, you can run around these defenses. He's like, you can sling against zone coverage. He's like, but when you get into the league and teams are playing, you know, 3-4 defense with corners who can cover man-to-man, yeah, he's like, then let's see how you can, yeah, and you know, like, And play. you see way more, so much more disguising with safety. Yeah. You see, you know, safety blitz with one over the top. Yep. Or you see a guy, you know, double down the line. Like, uh-huh. Or you see a linebacker faking the blitz, drop into a zone. You see a lot more. Or even now you're seeing, like, linemen standing up. Not even being in a yeah. three point four point stance. Yeah, they're they're standing up. <coughs> so yep. like, it's a whole different league. It is. It's a whole different league, and it I think is. that's the thing that a lot of people miss is that like college numbers are inflated, and people get caught up on these guys that like. I'm pretty sure there's a I don't know his name. He played in the Potato Bowl. He went eighteen for eighteen, three touchdowns, three hundred and forty yards in a bowl game. Yeah. Okay. Incredible numbers, uh-huh. but like they're inflated, man. Just like they are. These guys, these defenses aren't good. They throw they all over them. Yep. They do what they want. Well, so. when you get to the NFL, you got defenses that can close the gap a lot quicker. I mean, you got guys who are rushing off the edge at a thousand miles an hour. Like they're professionals. Like man. hey, we'll know. We'll like we can tell if you're good when you're in an NFL setting, and you know you're going up against someone like a Khalil Mack or a Von Miller. You know, rushing you all game. Yeah. It's like, then that's when we can tell, like, if, you know, you're legit, if you can read a defense well, you know, if you can, you know, read your progressions, you know, get the ball out in time, make a make a good quarterback decision. And for years, that's where Brady's just excelled. He's just been so far ahead of everyone. Whereas I agree with your point of, you know, the new style of quarterback, that could be a problem. Like Lamar Jackson, just so run-first oriented. Uh, yeah, that could get him hurt. Mm-hmm. I think a quarterback who has a very good grasp of that, who I think is like a run-first quarterback but knows when not to, is Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson is a perfect example of a, a quarterback that will succeed in this league. Yeah, yeah, Same yeah, thing yeah. with Russell Wilson. Yeah. Those two guys, and you know – uh-huh. Mariota, okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not out on Mariota yet. No, me either. New coach. Me uh, either. They're getting there. Get him some more pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah get exactly. him some more pieces. Corey Davis, great draft pick. Yeah. Those guys, though, all three of those guys, Mariota, Deshaun Watson, and Russell Wilson, can go through their options first. Yeah. Before yep. they'll use those legs. Agreed. And that's and that works. Agreed. That works. Yep. Sometimes know? I mean Lamar Jackson just well, gets back there, two a... step drop, doesn't even look at his progressions, yeah. and he just because, boom, because, he's gone. But that, and that's a coaching thing too, because you're running the option. So right, you're running the option. His job is to breed the the outside pass rusher, yep. and it, throwing the ball's not even in his mind. I will say this though: one thing Lamar Jackson does have going for him though is he's got Robert Griffin the third in that quarterback yeah, room every day. Who good... who's gonna say like, hey? Guy that my way, my yeah, way didn't, didn't work, work, and your way looks like what my way used to be. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, let's, you know, let's look at some film, let's work on some things that, you know, you can do to prevent these injuries that I had. I mean, dude, it was like, I felt like Robert Griffin III was just injury, injury, injury. Like, yeah, because I'm telling it was you, like, they, damn. But dude, you gotta remember, like, these quarterbacks aren't taking hits like this before yeah, this, dude. Yeah, right? they aren't. They're dominating high school. They dominate college. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you get to the league, bro, and you're, it's like, holy shit, I'm yeah. getting hit out here. And like, these Did guys, RG3 play with Josh Gordon? Because they both went to Baylor. Baylor. Um, I think they might have. No, I think I think uh, Gordon was before RG3. I don't think so. I think uh, they were on the same team. Because I think Gordon, what, Gordon's been in the league for six years. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I think they might have played yeah. together, dude. Hold on, let me. Uh... Yo, I, I got something I can rant on real quick. Okay. Though, but I'm going to go, like, this is, like, a thing where you can look at Baker Mayfield. The difference between Baker Mayfield and Johnny Manziel. Right here, yeah, is that Johnny Manziel got bailed out by a professional wide receiver? He played with Mike Evans. Did you know that? Johnny. Manziel? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Johnny Manziel. If you oh, watch yeah. a lot of his film, where he just runs around and chucks Throws the ball, balls up. You know who catches the ball every fucking time? Yeah, Mike time? Evans. It's Mike Evans. Mike Evans is a beast. Yeah, he's a monster. I would love to see him in a pass. Yeah. Oh, man. Fuck yeah. You but me? the difference is, man, is like when Baker was in college, Baker wasn't thrown to some <coughs> high luxury. <coughs> Receiver, bro, he was just – he read his options. He found the guy to go to, and I think that was another thing that made him stand out. Was yeah. Like, he didn't have a guy to bail him up. Yeah. You know? People were, like, saying Baker Mayfield was going to be, was like – like, like Johnny Manziel. And he up. was, like, no. He's, exactly, like, I'm not – he's, like, I'm not about to let you guys talk about that. He's, like, I'm not about to let you guys, you know, paint that picture for me. He's, like, because we are two completely different players. Yeah. And that makes so much sense because, like you said – could you imagine Baker Mayfield with a with a Mike Evans yeah. out there in college? Like, exactly. Oh my God, easy money that they win the the national championship that year. I I thought they were gonna beat Georgia. They were running it up on them. Oh yeah, it was like 14, 17, nothing. Like yeah. end of the first quarter, or something, and then obviously Sony Michelle, yeah. game winning touchdown mm-hmm. in that game. So, um, but yeah, John, I mean, that was a big bust. Johnny Manziel. Yeah, that was a hard Thinking one. about, I always forget about him in the NFL. Yeah, I'll trying to make a comeback though. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, I mean, why not chase it? Yeah, trying to make but a comeback. I just think the style of quarterback will have to again. It'll never be. It'll never be the run first guy. That yeah. guy will never make it in the league. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what that actually what makes me kind of nervous about uh, the Kyle Murray kid from Oklahoma. Yeah, this kid, uh, he's dude. He might not even go to the NFL. Yeah, he's a baseball player. If if I'm him, I'm playing baseball. Yeah, well, your career less is tax, less taxing, way more money. Yeah, way more money. People on ESPN, uh, NFL Network, you know, College Game Day, like they're talking about him too. They're like, dude, go to the MLB. Yeah, they're like go to the MLB. Your health, you yeah. make money. Yeah, exactly. Guaranteed money, like it's the thing is though. But the thing is, the thing is, yeah, there's nothing like playing quarterback. Yeah. And I was just going to say The high, that. I bet, being a star quarterback in high yeah. school, college, yeah. there's nothing like playing, like, shortstop yeah. or whatever position I was, he plays. I was just going to say, I'll tell you what, though. Baseball season is a long 162-game grind. In the summer, you know, it's a slow sport. Not a lot of people pay attention. But, yo, when you run out of the tunnel on Sunday yeah. and you that see 60,000, fucking cheering shit's for lit. you, man, there's nothing. Like, when you're in the MLB, you got a walk-up song. Yeah. 
you know. You're walking. Yeah, you're walking up. <laughs> you get a song. Like, yeah. yo, you run out of that tunnel yeah. on Sunday. You got yeah. 60, 70, that's 80, game, thousand. Man. That's Sunday, man. Exactly, it's football man. Sunday. Exactly. I'm so I think, that's a, I think that's the thing, too. It's like the high of, like, being a quarterback, yeah. being playing and on. Everyone's week, watching just, you, like, yeah. Everyone loves it. And he's playing awesome. in Texas, bro. It's awesome. You're playing in the football state. Yeah. So like imagine that too like like let's just like let's just go on to like say this. So Tom Brady is obviously like he is the top New England sports. Yeah, he got drafted. Yeah, by the Expo. Yeah, catcher. He's yeah. a catcher. Yeah, he's like the top. He's the guy. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I in my opinion. In everyone's opinion. It yeah. Be. So and then you take like who would you say the greatest? Red Sox of all time was. I mean, like, that's wicked tough. I would probably say, like, Ted Williams. But, okay, so, like, this is where I'm going with this. But, it's like, Tom Brady's way up here. It's, like, not even a question. And Ted Williams is way... Like, yeah, people so, don't I mean, really like, talk about him as, like... I mean, they talk about him as a great, but I no mean, one's, like... Actually, it might be tough, dude. I might. I think you actually might have to say Poppy's the greatest Red Sox ever. Red, Red yeah? Sox ever. Okay. Yeah, because, like, think about it. He broke the 86-year curse. He won three True. World Series. Yeah. He hit home runs with clutch his ones. Hawk yeah, out, clutch bro, ones. Clutch dude. Ones like, too. yeah, we yeah. have to give it to Poppy. Actually, yeah, yeah that's where I'm gonna go. But with where that. I'm going with this is like, even if you're an absolute baseball legend, like in your whatever city you play for, yeah, like if you become a great quarterback in the NFL. You're gonna be bigger. You're than you're, you're, you're way bigger. Yeah, you think you're way like your life after football too. Like you could probably make up the money that you would miss out in the in football with you know advertisements, you know teaming oh, up with sponsors. Well, you look at or, Gronk. Yeah, Gronk hasn't exactly. spent. Gronk hasn't. Yeah. Spent a cent of his own of his yeah. money made from the NFL. Yeah. He spends all his yeah. money off of his endorsements. Speaking of Gronk, are you if you're him, are you coming back next year or are you done? Nah, I'm done. You going to the. Uh, WWE, WWE, man, I'll go make three yeah. million with WWE. Yeah. I'll collect my endorsements because I have all the. He has like all the endorsements. Yeah. For the WWE yeah. monster, so, like, where do you go from there, though? Like, as a Patriots perspective, like you don't uh, have a tight, you don't have a great tight, you don't, you don't got like a Travis Kelsey, you know, Zach Ertz, you don't got that in your offense. Yeah, I mean, anymore. you're just he gonna leave. lose it. Yeah, I mean, you're no matter what. I mean, like, whatever you put there is not gonna be the best tight end ever. You know what I'm saying? Even yep. the presence of Gronk not being in his prime, you still got to cover him. Mm-hmm. You got to still know where Gronk is on the field. Mm-hmm. So, like. Replacing him is almost. I mean, like we're gonna decline in that position no matter what. I'm trying. I was. I was just trying to think of teams that are very successful offensively without a great tight end, and like the Rams come to mind. Yeah, um, but that's because Atlanta and the yeah. Super Bowl didn't have a great tight end. So like, there's really no like panic. Like I mean, obviously Gronk is a once in a generation you know like type player. Like losing him is gonna be big. But I mean, I wouldn't him. really like press the like panic button like dude this offense isn't gonna do shit without him because so, i mean realistically like what you're looking for the time I mean, like to have gronk travis Kelsey, that hollister Ertz. kid though is pretty good yeah, from yeah, what i hear bad. yeah he's, he's good hands too yeah the big thing you're looking for is you're looking for a guy that can block yep and you're looking for a guy that can catch a ball 10 yards down the field yeah you know that's hollister looks good yeah you're yeah, looking for that, that guy you're not looking good. having gronk Kelsey or Ertz is like a bonus, but you don't yeah. need it. You need yeah. a guy that can block the edge so you can run the ball. Uh-huh. And then you need the guy that can catch the ball off a of play action, red zone, or a 10 yard first yeah. down. So it's not a position where you need Gronk. But Would you ever consider like trying to beef up a wide receiver to move him to a tight end? 
Depends on how big they were. Because I could see Calvin Benjamin being a tight end. Yeah, that, I fat, could, well, that I could, fat ass. I could see Mike Evans being a tight end. Yeah, Mike Evans is too fast to be a tight end, though. That's he's just, like you, Aaron you put Hernandez. Him on, yeah, but you got to put him on the outside because he beats guys. You know, you want him to That's beat true. guys. And yeah. he's tall. That's true. But like a guy like Calvin Benjamin, slower on the outside. Yeah. If you could teach him how to block, which I, I bet, was just going to say, I bet you he can't. Can't, yeah. But Can if he, he block, could learn how to do that, that was my question. He'd be a great tight end. 6'4", 220, 230, slower. I mean, he would work out there. But I don't think you're – I don't think, like, making up for Gronk is too hard. You're just losing the extra things you could do, run up the seam, make the big catches. Yeah. But you just got to go find receivers that can do that. Yeah. That's it. I think – I don't – like I said, I don't really watch college football too much. But how is this – I mean, you could help me out with this. How is the draft looking? No, there's not a lot of tight. Actually, it's more of a defensive. Draft. Not, not like t- I'm not talking tight ends. Like yeah, what? So what's the, heavy? Like what's heavy? Defensive players. Defensive. So okay. Which is what we need. Yeah. So 2019 is a big defensive draft. Okay. Uh, there's a couple quarterbacks coming out that are like pretty good. A um, couple running backs that are decent. So um, like, who would the top like quarterbacks be? Uh, Kyle G- Murray, Greer, Murray, and Tua. Uh, yeah, Tua. Yeah. Um, what the fuck's this other kid's name? Who'd you play for? I don't know. That's all right. Moving on. That's all right. Defensive, though? Defensively heavy? Yeah, so I wouldn't say, like, this is, like, your go find someone draft. I think this is, like, uh, this is a draft where you steal a guy, where you find a steal, or, like, you get a good defense player to help. Well, I just can't wait to see Jawan Bentley next year. Because, dude, as soon as he went down, I was like, fuck, man. Like, it would have been so sick to see him in Hightower. But... It, like, I want to ask you if you're the Patriots, like, what moving forward to next season? Because there's obviously some things that we do need. What are you going after? Quarterback. Will you Greer. are going for a quarterback? That's my guy. I'm yeah. going after Will Greer. Okay. And secondly, I'm going to get a linebacker. That's fast. I have realized something that uh, just, like, throughout the league this year is, like, teams are drafting faster linebackers. Yeah. Like, these, like, they're, like, called hybrid safety linebackers now. But yep. these guys can fucking – they can cover sideline to sideline, and that's what you need from linebackers. So, yep. like, I think that's kind of our issue, too, is we're slow at the linebacker position. Yeah. So, I think that's something we would definitely need. Or okay. um, a pass rusher because – Dude, I'm, I'm – Claiborne's That's useless, what I'm saying. Fucking we need pass Trey rusher. Trey Flowers is going to be a free agent, and we're most likely not going to be able to sign him because he's going to get too much money. Yeah. So, I, I think we go for a pass – Dude – uh, it's not even like you should pay Trey Flowers, and you should also go after someone else and pay them too. Yeah, because like, dude, we need we need to we get need after the quarterback because exactly. our our cornerbacks and safeties, dude, have the hardest time. Yeah, covering. but you only have see the issue is is like if you have guys that can get to the quarterback, your corners only have to cover for three seconds. Yeah, exactly my point. And Our corners like, have to cover for six yeah, seconds. Yeah. You know how much harder that that's yeah. an extra cut. That's an yeah. extra you know, an extra break on their route. Yep. An extra like change of speed for that receiver. Yep. Like it's just you gotta be able to end plays under three seconds, four seconds. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that, it's too long. Mm-hmm. It's too long. And like that's what impressed me about Gilmore, how the fuck he's, you know, dominant. Well, I mean he doesn't dominate, he does get bullied some games. But, you know, he is a great corner this year, and it surprised me because six, seven second place, five, six second place, how are you covering for that long? I think Gilmore has had a great year, yeah. Yeah. Um, haven't heard anything about Malcolm Butler, though. 
Yeah, no bad year. <laughs> I'll never let any of you guys ever that's live okay, that man. down. That's okay. That's fine. He fucking sucks. Yeah, he's in a he's in a tough situation. I don't, again like I mean like he's I was not, more of his value. On. I was about he his value. Sucks. Oh. He's not in a tough situation. Yeah, because Darrell Rivas played for the he's Jets. His RB, whole he's not in RB one. That's what I'm saying. I mean, oh CB1. He's not a corner one. He's a corner two, dude. So, like, oh, he's a corner two now? Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. He's, he's not, he's, but he was a corner one. Because his value. Oh, okay. Because his value. We were paying him under a million dollars to cover number one guys. Oh, okay. Dude, okay. okay. Man, That's one, what it was. One day That's what it was. One day. One day. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. day. Yeah. And then you know what else? One day he'll be... He'll be a number three quarterback, yeah, I bet. That's all right. Yeah. We'll keep moving the yeah. numbers, dude. You know what he should be? He should be out of the league because he's horrible. He is horrible. So, big game Sunday. Yeah, huge game. Yeah, I'm not going to ask for predictions because I'm done doing that. Yeah, I'm not going to be – It's a must a win. Yeah, it's a must win. We I'm just got to win. I'm going to say we're going to pull this game off. Yeah. Um, But I think there's two things that got drilled into the Pats this week. That in practice, gonna be, yeah, stuff. that's gonna yeah. make the difference. Okay. If I'm coaching this team, is this is a must-win game, mm-hmm. right? It's a must-win game. Obviously, they know that you can drill that in. Yep. But is uh, don't play down to your competition. This no, week. no. So I think that's something you where step like, on their. I think this throat. is something where you see this offense moving faster this week. Yeah, you know, I see a lot of hurry up or. You see a little, you know, a lot more. You just feel it. You're you're, going to feel it this week, the incentive. You're going to feel them want to, you know, step on their throat. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the mentality we're going to come out with this week. And Josh Allen can't throw a football. I mean, well, he can throw a football very fucking far, but not accurately. And he's going to run around. So Mm -hmm. I think their lack of offense, they have a good defense. Their lack of offense is going to hurt them. And then our aggressiveness this week will be what brings us to the top. I hope we see see a few sacks in there. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of. You know, fast offense, you know, a lot of hurry up too. Uh, I think this game, after this game, you're going to have people talking, you know, like, hey, they just lost Josh Gordon and it doesn't look like it affected them at all. I feel like it's going to be one of those, like, statement games where people are going to be like, all right, you know what, like, the Patriots are still on it. Because, I mean, people aren't looking towards the Patriots to be a Super Bowl favorite at all. Um you know, if I was not a Patriots fan, I would be thinking the same thing too. But I think this game's going to be big for us. I think it's going to be, you know, a big win. Uh, Brady has like three fucking losses in December in his career yeah, at Foxborough. Yeah, so, we're not fucking losing. Yeah, That's what I got to say. We're not, not fucking lose. losing. Yeah, this we're week, not losing. Well, the Pats are fucking back yeah. this week, dude. The Pats, the Pats are coming back. They're coming back. They are restored. All of their poisons and negativity is is out the door it's gone with for the rest of the season and uh i think you're gonna see a new and improved team hopefully so uh that's all for this episode merry christmas everyone merry fucking uh, christmas. yeah merry christmas happy hanukkah whatever you whatever you celebrate and uh thank you for listening